kind of if you lose your ego if you stop focusing on yourself and focusing on the other people like most people i know uh want to to create an impact on other people most people want to give right mm-hmm. most people want to give other people value so if you focus on the value you can give to other people and the impact you can have it's not about you it's about the impact i both love and hate what you said a few moments ago because you said you know it really comes down to ego And I love that because even the fear of, I don't think I'm good enough to lead is a Mm -hmm. bad ego because it's a you focus versus another's focus. When you say it's not Mm -hmm. about me, it's about the impact I can make on others. That's where some of the greatest difference happens. So welcome to the next level leader podcast, where I want to help you escape average and lead at the next level. There's more in you and it's time that you learn to lead at your full potential. So join me on this next level journey as we learn to escape average one day at a time. It's time to grow to the next level. The world is waiting. All right. Welcome to the Next Level Leader podcast, episode 20. I'm so glad that you guys are back. And today we have a special guest. I'm so excited about this conversation. Um, I have Anna Sanborn with me all the way from Sweden. And Anna, you and I, we have a mutual friend in Ryan Hartley. In the UK, he runs the Always Better Than Yesterday community and podcast. Incredible, incredible guy. And he introduced us together. And uh, from the moment that he just kind of said, hey, Jeff, you got to meet Anna. Um, I wanted to, one, hear your story more. And two, I said, the Next Level Leader community has got to hear about this, okay? The Next Level Leader podcast has got to learn from Anna the way that I did. So, Anna, I appreciate you taking your time with us and with our podcast community today. Um, For those of you that don't know Anna, she actually runs Empire Development, a company that really is helping organizations grow in their leadership, grow in trust, to grow in their team development. She's going to tell you more about that. Um, But every day, she is helping people step more into their full leadership potential and helping not only just companies and organizations, but people, people step into their fullest self. So Anna, thanks so much for being on the podcast today and tell us a little bit more about you and about what you do, but more about who you are and why you do it. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm really excited to be here and to share what I can to your listeners. Uh, So I'm Anna Sanborn. Uh, I run uh, Empire Development, as Jeff said, and uh, we work with people-centered business growth, which is all about helping, creating trusting teams and help leaders, create leaders who empower and inspire uh, other people, people around them. And that is what I do. Uh, But I would like you to get to know me a little bit better by also sharing why I do what I do. And uh, to do that, I need you to follow me back to uh, 1997, actually. I was uh, 15 years old and an event occurred that actually changed my life and my way of looking at the world. I was uh, riding my bike home from uh, a gym session and uh, a couple of blocks from my home, there was a crossroads. And this particular night, a man came driving way too fast and he hit me with his car in 80 kilometers Mm. an hour. Uh, so I shouldn't have survived, like by all logic, I wouldn't have survived. But uh, and of course, I got like severe injuries. And that night I was on my way to the other side. Uh, but for some reason, I got to stay. And not only did I survive, um, I also was released a couple of weeks 
later with no permanent mm. damage, like body damage. Wow. Um, so that, it was an incredible event. And um, like before this event, I, I was struggling a lot. I, uh, I grew up with a mother who got cancer when I was six years old. There was a lot of fear and anxiety of losing her. And I also had a father who, who was unemployed for many years. So I didn't really see that I had many opportunities in life. And after this accident, like my mind totally shifted and I, I wanted to do everything. And I, I also wanted people around me to see uh, the opportunities they had. But I was often told that I was naive. Well, that's and, the kind uh, of event that wakes you up. Yeah. It really wakes totally. you up to life. Yeah, it totally does. And uh, so, so what I actually could do, because when I came home from the hospital, everything was the same, basically. And uh, when I came home, I, um, I started figuring, trying to figure out, like, what could I do? Because I didn't have the money. I didn't have the community around me. And uh, I, I decided to, to, I made a crucial decision that I was going to be brave. I didn't know it at the time, but I, I wanted to to do things even if I was scared. Yeah. So that was that was a crucial thing for me because what I actually did was I, I started making plans with my life to, to make the most out of it because that's that's what I what I uh, uh, promised the doctor that released me. He said to me that Anna you got a second chance that many people don't get. And I wanted to to make the most out of it. And so basically after that I I lived out far outside my comfort zone. I, I moved from, uh, from Sweden when I was 19. Uh, I traveled the world working. Uh, I think I did it because I wanted to, to find the answers to all of the questions that, that I got from surviving mm -hmm. that accident. And I also started studying economics, uh, despite the fact that math was, was like my hardest subject in school. And uh, I went into the banking industry and I had a lot of like very challenging positions. And uh, I was only 29 when, when I became a manager myself. So uh, at that time, at about 30, I had another <laughs> car accident. And I started to ask like the universe, ask myself, why is this happening to me all over again? And I think because because I felt that I had really taken all the chances that I got. And I really, I traveled, I made a career, I had a family, I had a daughter at the time. And, and I was uh, a manager and I thought I was like successful. Um, but the thing was that at this point, I really got this awareness, uh, this awakening uh, that everything that I had done to that, up to that point was about me. It was not about other people. And uh, when I realized that, I, I, really, <laughs> I really realized that me getting that second and third chance was not about me. It was about mm -hmm. me giving back to other people. And I got those chances so that I could share my knowledge, share my experience and share my learnings and, and make other people grow. Uh, yeah. So once again, everything shifted for me and I made some, some new decisions. Uh, that I changed a lot, actually. I, uh, I quit my job in the banking industry. It was a good job, but I just felt I couldn't do what I wanted to do at that time. And I started working at 
social services, um, building a, a unit of confidence and education, as are the coaching leaders in, in healthcare and social services. And I studied, I, I became a professional coach, I studied mental training, and, and when I started working with that, I actually realized that the impact made me want to do more. Yeah. And that's why I started Empire Development, uh, the company, because it's not, it wasn't because I didn't like my job. It was because I knew, felt I wanted to do more. I needed to do more. And so Empire is not about me, even though it's me doing the mm -hmm. job. Uh, it's about impact and it's about uh, changing people's lives, about um, getting every person to, to know their purpose yeah. and, and feel their potential. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's incredible. And one of the things that you said, I think, is our, our listeners are are listening to this and are taking this in. Um, there are going to be times in our lives where we have an opportunity to run away from a job or run to a calling. And I think anytime we run away from something, it's just going to follow us uh, because yeah. we're taking ourselves with it. So um, I always encourage people, I encourage leaders, don't run away. Don't quit on a bad day. Don't run away from something that scares you. But if you're going to change directions, if you're going to change careers like you did, run toward mm -hmm. something that is calling you. Um, mm -hmm. That's really what I did earlier uh, in this year. In January, I went from you know my career that I'd had for a long time, for 17 years doing the same thing, to branch out and begin coaching full time. And it wasn't mm -hmm. running away from a bad job. I had a great job. I was running toward mm -hmm. something in my life that I just... I couldn't let go of, yeah. I can impact more people and I want to make the greatest impact that I can. And that's what's resonated with me so much from your story. Uh, you also talked about, um, you talked about being brave and doing mm -hmm. things that scared you anyway. And when you mm -hmm. traveled, you, you were a 19 year old traveling before Airbnb, before, you know, cell phones, before Google even. <laughs> yeah. Before like Google maps or Apple maps or any of that, yeah. like you, so you were just kind of going into new countries and new cities and figuring it out as you got there. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that was long before you got into coaching long before you got to where you are today, mm -hmm. but I'm curious, what, what lessons do you remember that you learned from that time? of being scared, traveling the world and saying, you know what, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. What lessons did you learn from there that have kind of transformed your leadership? Well, I think that like you have to, a lot of things, of course, but, but I think you have to do like take small steps to be able to, to make those giant leaps. Uh, sometimes I've taken huge leaps and it's been super scary, but like you learn from everything and you adjust, right? Yeah. You stretch your comfort zone. So those things that were scary then, are not at all scary today so so i think as leaders we we need to we need to take those steps like do something that scares us every day to become more brave and yeah and i also think like we talk a lot about vulnerability and like I, i've been training vulnerability my whole life it feels like because when you are stepping outside of your safety zone or your comfort zone uh you are there you're in your mm -hmm. vulnerability zone and you need to focus on, on your learning, like your journey and learn from everything because uh, otherwise it's easy to go back to the comfort zone, yeah. right? You find excuses and you go back, uh, but that won't take you further. That won't make you grow. Awesome. Well, one of the things that we've talked about um, a couple of times already is that vulnerability is really one of those places where a leader can almost extend courage, almost give courage mm -hmm. to the people that they're leading. So whether that's 
the team that you lead day in, day out, or a team that you're coaching, or even leading in your family, leading yourself, vulnerability mm-hmm. has a way of giving us courage. And I think sometimes even being vulnerable in myself, when I say out loud where I can hear it, what I'm really scared of, it, it doesn't seem so scary anymore. And I can begin to put, um, really begin to put thoughts around it and plan around it. But I know that when we lead other people, one of the best ways to give them courage is just to be vulnerable, to bring our full authentic self and say, hey, I don't have it all together. Let me tell you some things that have scared me. Let me tell you some things Mm -hmm. that scare me today. But that doesn't make people want to follow you less. That makes people want to follow you more. And I know that's a lot of what you work with. A lot of what you're talking about is your organization. So Talk to us about the power of vulnerability in leadership and how you teach leaders to really use and engage in vulnerability to lead their teams to the next level. Well, I, I think, like, like you said, like often we, uh, we believe that uh, sharing ourselves as humans or, or showing vulnerability will make people lose respect. And mm-hmm. uh, I would say it's, it's quite the opposite, actually, because uh, like if, if you're a manager, like that is a role, right? And leadership is not about position. Leadership is about uh, people. So when it's about people, it's also about connection. And if you want to lead people in, in a successful way, you need to, to focus on that connection. And, and the more you, you share about yourself uh, that people can relate to, that will build that connection, that bond between you that will actually make people trust you open up and, and listen to, to what you have to say. Um, because it, it doesn't take away your competence or everything that you, you have, but uh, making that relationship stronger will make them trust you, open up and even mm-hmm. engage and, and be more involved in, in the work. Yeah. And you work with a lot of different organizations, but one of the first things you're trying to do when you step into new rooms, when you step into new cultures, is you're trying to be vulnerable and you're trying to build Mm -hmm. that trust. So even into the ways that you speak, the very first kind of session that you have with teams, it's very, very intentional. Walk us through um, kind of practically, how do you build trust with teams? Because I know um, just as we've had these conversations, you, you go into some places where you're not on their payroll. They don't know Mm -hmm. you and you have to build trust really quick but your goal by the time you leave is to have as much trust really as anybody else in the organization to have trust like people who have been there for years, because without trust, we can't really move forward. So practically um, kind of walk us through your thought process when you're stepping into leading a new team, working with a new team, how do you begin to build trust in such a way that they want to follow you? Well, um, yeah, and, and as I said, it's, it's like it's about, about the uh, emotional distance and really decreasing the emotional distance between me and, and the people as, uh, as fast as possible. And uh, when you come in, like you said, me, uh, uh, a new person, uh, there are a lot of beliefs ar- around the person. And what I want to show people is that uh, I have the knowledge, I have everything but I need them to, to meet me. I need them to work mm-hmm. with me. I need them to work with Anna. So they need to get to know Anna. And, and that's why I, I start, always start with, uh, with sharing who I am and where I speak from. I share my story. I share stories of challenges and, and how I've gone through that and, and how we can actually uh, work that through together because 
um, if you find things that people can relate to early on, like in a presentation, uh, you meet them where they are. Uh-huh. And that's also uh, an important thing with creating that, that bond and decreasing the emotional distance between people um, to first like listen to and, and look at where are these people? Like I have to meet them where they are. I have to um, meet ev- everyone, like just l- looking at them, uh, meeting their eyes, talking to them, uh, use my body language to be open and uh, being quite close and, yeah. and just um, sh- sharing who I am as a person, not, not titles, not roles, n- nothing like mm-hmm. that. Um, and I, I usually say that takes about 30 minutes <laughs> to yeah. create some trust. Uh, and the amazing thing is that uh, when I ask them to share a little bit more about themselves, they do. Yeah. Like most people always do. But if I would have asked them that from another point of view and coming in and just telling them about my different roles and things I've done uh, connected to work, they, they wouldn't mm-hmm. know me as a person. They wouldn't share. They may trust your competence, but not trust you. Yeah as a person. Yeah. So, um, Simon Sinek says, you know, leaders eat last. He, he wrote an incredible book mm-hmm. about leaders eating last, but even the leaders eat last, I would say leaders have to go first in anything. We want the people we're leading to do. We have to go first and show them in the hard things. And then mm-hmm. we eat last. We actually take advantage of the good things last. And, and I yeah. really believe that the way you approach vulnerability, the way that you approach, Hey, I'm going to start with my story. I'm going to start mm-hmm. with the questions even that I have about myself as a leader and how those have mm-hmm. propelled me to want to help people more by going first in that scary, you know, act of vulnerability. You're right. People want to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with you. And um, you're very quick in any conversation. You don't want to talk about what you do for very long. You want to talk about mm-hmm. who you are and mm-hmm. why you do it. And I think yeah. who you are and why you do what you do is so important for a leader. So for leaders, mm-hmm. as you're listening as you're leading teams, whether these are staff teams, volunteer teams, whether you're leading teams remotely or in person, when you're leading teams, find the quickest way to vulnerability, especially early. But I think in every meeting, Anna, and I I don't know if you would agree with this, but in every meeting that I have, I want in the first five to 10 minutes to find a vulnerable way to share myself and connect more deeply with that person. Um, Mm -hmm. Where we can say, hey, we're we're on the same page. And I think even with, with you and I coming from, we're, you know, we're, we're in time zones that are significantly different right now. We're on different mm-hmm. ends of the planet. I'm, I'm, you know, a man and you're a woman. We, our leadership you know, journeys have been very different yet. There's a connection because you were vulnerable and I was vulnerable. So I think leaders, mm-hmm. the quicker we can get vulnerable, the better. Um, one lie that I've seen a lot of leaders buy into and, and if I could be completely, just totally honest, I, I boneheadedly bought into this lie for way too long. Okay. And I would love your take okay. on it, but it's the lie that we can't get too close to the people that we lead. And if we get too close to the people that we lead, then actually, if we let them see too much of who we are as a person or with our families or those sort of things that, that it would erode our leadership. So we have to kind of keep them at an arm's distance. We have to kind of put up a little bit of a facade so that we can lead them well and that we can, we can build that trust. And um, I actually remember uh, a guy that I got an opportunity to lead years back, who was the one who helped me to see, Hey, 
Jeff, that's a facade because the more I see of who you really are, the more I want to follow you. But I bought into that lie for a long time. I know that a lot of leaders have been taught that lie. Um, what is your what is your take on that? How do we get past that thing we've been taught of be careful what you share with mm-hmm. the people, um, be careful of losing that influence and instead turn it on its head and say, utilize this as a practical to- tool. Utilize who you really are as a practical tool to lead people better and to love them better. Uh, yeah, I think that's really important because, um, like you said, I think uh, we are taught that way, that we're supposed to to act that way. And um, I think it's about, again, it's about vulnerability and courage, uh, because I think that is something in our in our mind. Like we build this this picture of what would happen if we would do that. And I think the only quest, the only answer to that is that you have to to try a little bit. You have to give a little bit and see what happens. Uh, because it's 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 not about like the more you share, the more people get to know you, the more they will trust you. The more authentic you are, the more transparent you are, the more they will trust you because we trust people we know, right? That's right. Uh, when we don't know people, but when we don't know people. We, we, um, it's easier to push them away. It's easier to, to talk bad about people we don't know. Uh, but when we know the people and we know from where they are speaking, it's easier to build empathy and understanding. And I think that's like a universal rule uh, that always works. But I also think that if you're new to, to, um, to a role as, as a man, as I would say, uh, you, you could do it like in, in pieces. Like you don't have to share your full self if that's scary. Uh, mm-hmm. You can take it bits by bits because I think every person has their, like their own, has to set their own boundary to what they want to share depending on where they've been and, and who they are. And, but I think you need to start somewhere and that's you right. need to also learn from every experience. Um, but I also think there is like a paradigm, like a shift right now, because I see uh, younger people, it's easier for them to talk about emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I hope that it's because of me and you <laughs> and other generations uh, talking like we do right now, that we actually have this impact on younger generation. Because if we look at generations and if we... Uh, we think about it it's it's like you said we've been taught this way for so many years and it doesn't mean that people have different needs mm-hmm. it's just an environmental thing it's, it's a cultural thing and it's something that yeah has been put in our head for too too long and we we are emotional beings and like at workplaces when things go wrong when people uh, leave uh, workplaces when people go home and are sick it's not about uh, the desk being too high or too low mm-hmm. it's, it's about the emotions right and it's not about the processes it's about how we feel about the processes mm-hmm. it's how we feel about our colleagues and our, our workplace so we need to work with the emotions yeah uh, and not fear them well and those emotions we have them they're real they're mm-hmm. powerful mm-hmm. And they're going to come out one way or the other so they can come out in a constructive way if we have a culture where that's able to happen where someone's able to close Mm -hmm. the door and sit down with their Mm -hmm. boss and say, Hey, I'm frustrated and not worry Mm -hmm. about losing their job. That's a healthy way for that to leak out. Okay. 
Yeah. But if if yeah. we try to bottle them in, which is what I know a lot of leaders that I know have done and a lot of people in workplaces have done, we bottle those emotions in until the point to where the pressure builds up and they are just exploding out. And that's when people quit. That's when they walk out the door. That's when they make bad decisions. Um, and, yeah. and so I think as we are vulnerable, it allows people to really share those yeah. emotions in a comfortable way. And I, I, mm -hmm. I love what kind of some of the stuff that you were saying, because as, as you were talking, what I was thinking, just I'm hearing this, I'm processing this was, you don't have to share everything about yourself with the mm -hmm. people that you lead, but you do have to share the real you. You don't have to share everything, yeah. but you have to share the real you. So how can you share that real you, break down walls? And I've actually found as, as I've traveled to organizations that don't know who I am, sometimes it's the mistakes I share that I've made that actually get mm -hmm. them to trust me way more than the one sheet that says about all the things I've done. Yes, these are all the things that I've done, but let me tell you about the $100,000 mistake that I made. Let me, you know, let me tell you about the time I did this and it caused me to lose a team member. Um, so the more we can bring our authentic self, we don't share everything. There's things you're not going to feel comfortable sharing, but share the real you, because when you share the real you, it is going to raise the level of your leadership and everyone mm -hmm. else who you lead. I think that it raises everybody. So let's talk about something mm -hmm. else that, that I know you're passionate about because you've already mentioned mm -hmm. it in this interview but you said leadership's not a title. Leadership's not about a title. It's not about a job description. It's about much more. And I know that you see, um, when you look at who can be a leader, you see that very mm -hmm. differently as well. So talk to us if leadership isn't a title. Tell us what, from your vantage point, what is leadership? Well, I think like leadership, like being a leader, it's, it's not a title. It's like a verb, right? So it's mm -hmm. something you do, something, how you do something. Uh, so you can become a manager. Now that's a position, but how you lead is different. And and I, from that perspective, I I think or I view it as everyone's a leader. Uh, like when I go out and talk to teams, uh, I talk to them as a team. But you are an individual leader. Like you lead yourself. I teach yeah. self leadership, and so you are responsible for your actions and and how you lead yourself. And I also think that is important because uh, when we talk about leadership, we often think about the manager, mm -hmm. like the team leader or the manager who, who's going to change the culture and, and change the organization. But, but one person can't change a culture. It's an, yeah. it's an everyone's job, right? Uh, so everyone can be a leader and everyone can make an impact. Uh, and if you are a part of a team, you lead other people by who you are, and also by the, the legacy that you want to leave behind. I talk a lot about legacy. And sometimes I, I be, I'm being confronted with uh, conversations like, well, uh, I try to be good, or I try to do this, but the other person keeps doing this, so, uh, you know, so I quit. And I was like, it's not about the other person. It's about you being who you believe you want to be. And that is creating your legacy. Like, how do you want people to talk about you when you're not there? How do you want people to talk about you when you're gone? And so, so by living your purpose, by, by creating that legacy, you are creating something for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that has impact on other people. And I think it's important to, to just be aware of that. You are actually creating your legacy by 
your actions every day. You choose your actions. It's not because of other people. Yes, they can influence you, but you have the power. It's in your control. Uh, and that's self-leadership to me. And that's why everyone's a leader. Because mm-hmm. everybody has to lead themselves. And uh, yeah. I don't know about you. The hardest person I've ever led is the guy I see in the mirror every morning. Um, <laughs> I present more challenges to me than than anybody else. And um, you know, when I think about leadership with a title, most young leaders that I talk to, they want that title. They want that mm-hmm. title as soon as they can get it. But the best way to gain a leadership title is to lead well without one. I think that's mm-hmm. always the best strategy: is lead from where you're at, even when you don't mm-hmm. have authority lead through influence. And if you can lead from where you're at, people are going to notice they're going to elevate you. Uh, But Mm -hmm. kind of another thing that I see with a lot of young leaders today, especially is there's a lot of people who will simply say, you know, I don't know, that sounds good, but everybody being a leader, I don't feel like a leader. And if I don't feel like a leader, then, then I don't see myself as a leader. So therefore I don't lead. How would you speak into the life of someone who doesn't see themselves as a leader? And how would you encourage them to begin to see their leadership potential? Wow. Well, I would go back to actually, like, it's not about them. Mm. It's about the people. They're bound to lead. Like, if you kind of, if you lose your ego, if you stop focusing on yourself and focusing on the other people, like most people I know uh, want to to create an impact on other people. Most people want to give, right? Mm-hmm. Most people want to give other people value. So if you focus on the value you can give to other people and the impact you can have, it's not about you, it's about the impact. It's like yeah. what I am doing. I am not an empire, that is the impact. That is empire and that is why uh, that is creating the leadership. Uh, so I think like leaders today, create followers and without the followers you're not a leader even if you feel you are a leader right yeah so so it's your followers will make you the leader but it's your your purpose that will drive your values and and how you lead people and and i also think that we're like beyond that we're beyond leaders create followers uh in the future leaders Mm. need to create new leaders yes and and i think that is something you could reflect upon like am i i don't feel like a leader but i want to have an impact i want to influence people in a good way and that is my leadership Mm -hmm. so and by that i'm creating new leaders who creates new leaders and the impact goes on and that's like the the infinite game right (laughs) yes and you know leadership is not just leadership development leaders who create leaders it's not just about a process you know, I wrote a whole book about a process. I, I love the process, but at the end of the day, it's not about the process as much as it is about actively influencing other people. I just want mm-hmm. to impact the people around me. And um, I both love and hate what you said a few moments ago, because you said, you know, it really comes down to ego. And yeah. I love that because even the fear of, I don't think I'm good enough to lead is mm-hmm. about ego because it's a you focus yeah. versus another's focus. Yeah. But I also hate that because I tend to not think, oh yeah, I'm being, I'm being, I think of ego as being prideful and not necessarily being fearful. But what mm-hmm. you've learned through a lot of your experience is that, hey, when you step into that, that place where you're scared, when you step into that, that area of unknown, but mm-hmm. you impact and influence people anyway, when you say it's not mm-hmm. about me, it's about the impact I can make on others. That's where some of the yeah. greatest difference 
happens. So um, as we get ready to kind of just close out our time together today, if you had just one thing, just one message that you could leave with the Next Level Leader podcast audience, what would that be? Well, I would say that, uh, you know, one of the most important things to actually lead people is, is to uh, step, step back and listen and ask mm. questions, like to, to get that involvement and to get that engagement with other people and also let people know that they're appreciated and, and important, uh, speak less, listen more. Uh, and, and also there to approach uh, people where they are, even if they feel low or uh, they're not in a, in a in good state, uh, be there for them by listening, not solving the problem because that might be, they might be the best ones to do that, but approach them and listen to them. You don't have to solve anything, but just be there for them. I think that listening is the most important skill we will take into the future. Wow. And I totally agree. Um, I think that's a perfect way to end our conversation today. One of the most important things we can put in our, our leadership tool belt. Um, one of the mm -hmm. most important things we can bring into the places that we go, because as leaders, we're not just teaching people what to do. We're not helping find all the right answers. As leaders, we're trying to unlock the potential in someone else. By listening, by asking yeah. questions, we find the greatness that's inside of them. So um, mm -hmm. thank you so much, Anna. This has been a great conversation. I know um, I've grown. I've gotten better just from, from hearing your points of view and listening to, to really the impact you've been able to make. And, and especially if I could just encourage you, your story and just the things that you've had to walk through, the hardship mm -hmm. that you've had to walk through, yet how you've responded, that is truly leadership. And it impacts everybody who hears it. So thank you so much for your honesty, your authenticity, and for sharing yourself with us today. Thanks for having me here. Awesome. If people want to follow along and they just want to get to know mm -hmm. you better, they want to follow along with what you're doing in leadership and with Empire Development, what would be the best way to do that? I think connect with me on LinkedIn uh, or Facebook. Uh, that would be the best way, I think. Okay. Anna Sanborn or Empire Development. Awesome. Okay, we'll definitely go do that. Give Anna a follow. Yeah. And uh, Anna, we so much appreciate your time today. Uh, that is it for episode 20 of the Next Level Leader podcast. We'll be back next week with episode 21. Episode 21, co-host Corey is going to join me again, and we're going to be having a roundtable discussion about some of the things that we're facing in leadership right now, some of the things that we're seeing right in the organizations that we're leading inside of and people that we're leading with. So join us back next week for episode 21, and we'll see you then.